Vivante presents e-commerce talks, where industry experts share their insights about the ever-changing world of e-commerce. My name is Marcos Bravo, and today we'll be talking with industry analysts at Commerce Tools, Roman Zenner. All right, well, um, welcome one more time, and uh, I have the pleasure to introduce you to Roman Center, which is an industry analyst for Commerce Tools. Hello. Roman, thank you for coming, and thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, Roman, there's nobody better to introduce yourself as yourself, so if you can tell us a little bit about your background and what are you doing right now in Commerce Tools. Okay. Um, my name is Roman Senna. Um, I work, as I said, as an industry analyst for Commerce Tools. My background is... Well, I started as a freelancer like 15 years ago in e-commerce, where basically, you know, I wrote some books on, on e-commerce software like Magento, and um, I spent my time, you know, trying to um, educate people about shop technology, really. Um, so that, you know, meant doing workshops with customers, also interim project management for customers, and just trying to make them choose the right, you know, piece of software for the right um, circumstance, for the right context. And then a couple of years ago, you know, the guys from Commerce Tools approached me, and um, and now I'm here um, at, at the K5 and doing the industry analyst thing, which means basically, you know, networking, getting to know the industry, getting to know competition, producing white papers, producing case studies, these kinds of things. And uh, next to this, I also run my own blog for a couple of years now. It's called Shoptech Blog. It's in German, yeah. where I basically try to do interviews with um, CTOs um, and do weekly reviews of the Shoptech world. Amazing. Um, I mean, we, we, I watched a couple of. I wouldn't say I understood everything because I don't speak uh, German very well. <laughs> but uh, but I mean, the, the the level of of knowledge that you're spreading is actually yeah. really really interesting. Okay. And um, I mean, yeah, you you were saying about different conferences that you've been attending. Mm. Um, in simple words, for 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 CTOs or people who are still a bit lost on how to grow and how to get into e-commerce and how to grow their brand and global yeah. expansion and all all the buzzwords that you want to throw <laughs> yeah. in there. Yeah. Um, what are the trends right now? Like, what people should be looking at, or what should people should be getting their information? Okay, so the two, I see two things. First is um, because everybody is talking, or has been talking for the last couple of years about customer centricity, and that actually meant nothing to most people. So it was just a buzzword. But now people understand that it's really important to be customer centric, and what that means is, on the technical logic, uh, technological side, is to build something like PWAs, which means. Um, progressive web apps, totally focus on what the customer wants. Moving away from, okay, I show something that my shop system can do, I do something that my template allows me to do. Um, we're moving into a direction where we really control every pixel of the experience. And that's, that's where especially brands are going to, right? Create um, a very unique customer experience. So that's the one thing, really focus on, on the front end, focus also on the front end on mobile devices. You know. And the second thing is cloud. The second thing is really cloud infrastructure. You know, don't mess around with service anymore. Make sure you've got like a good grasp on your processes and you know, do your stuff on AWS, on Google, um, and let those guys handle the, the, the load and, and you know, the infrastructure, the, the security, and really focus on that front end bit. Now, um, this is a very, a very personal question. Uh, when, we, when we hear cloud, mm. people still scare about like, yeah, putting all my stuff, all my data, all my business is in the cloud. Yeah. Um, why people should trust it now better than a week ago? <laughs> because um, the first answer is because you've got pros who are in charge of the servers, who really make sure that, that the servers are secure, the data are secure. It, it might sound counterintuitive because you might think, well, if I run my own server, it's going to be more secure. 
But that's wrong. I mean, what we see in the market is that if you talk about you know, server breaches and security issues, it's mostly with smaller hosts or really companies trying to kind of run their own service. So, so it's better, you're better off, you're safer. And, and plus, you've got you know, very elaborate and very um, sophisticated encryption technology these days. So you really don't have to worry about um, data prison. Even if data should get lost, it's, it's still encrypted, so it's not a problem for you. I mean, after all, if someone comes to your house and steals your server... Exactly. It's not that, you know, if, if you have your, you know, your server in, in your living room or in, in, in your basement, that, you know, you're going to be safer. No, that's, yeah. not, that's not the case. Now, um, one of the things you guys do at that commerce tools, uh, you help companies to um, evolve and adapt their uh, e-commerce solutions or platforms. And one of the things you're doing is moving uh, companies from monolithic exactly. to microservices. Yeah. Now, um, how is, how the process look like for people who, who who are thinking about it? So okay, so what, what's a monolith in this, in this in this context is just this big block of software that's just all interconnected and that you can just really you can't really um, change. So if you change something at this end, you really have to retest the whole thing and make sure that everything runs, um, which is obviously bad because it 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 you know there are situations where you say you just want to to move a button from left to right and it ends up turning into a million dollar project because it t- takes takes so long that's just horrible so and what we're suggesting and what what people are doing and there are also big companies um, such as you know um, Spotify and Netflix have realized a long time ago is to split functionalities into what they call microservices which is like um, really small encapsulated services that that you know can exist on their own and the and, and the strategy is then to create like a bunch of those services and interconnect them via apis um and, and and the way to to go from the monolithic um approach to the microservice approach is to really um um in a in a how do you call this it's it's um the move is you take the functionality bit by bit and say mm-hmm. well let's first extract the customer section let's then extract the, the the catalog section. Let's then extract um, the, the payment, and so you move um, the, those bits from A to B one step at a time. So it's not really like a big bang migration. It's like a soft migration from A to B, and that's what was what happening. And and it also doesn't mean that you have to get rid of your monolith altogether. It for most people it means that you can sort of. Um, make your monolith more modern by stacking microservices around this whole thing. So just imagine you've got um, a, a retailer who sells glasses and they might want to offer you know, the virtual glass mm-hmm. thing where you can just check out the glass on it. Exactly. exactly, yeah. So they might you know, opt for the standard solution and they just build a microservice for this particular bit on top. So they can keep both things. So you can keep their, you know, the infrastructure as it is, and they can add in new cool stuff to the microservice, and that's what most people do these days. Okay, so I mean, so it's not something that you have to. Okay, I need to shut down my my shop for three months before no, no, microservices no. are ready. Exactly, it can, it can happen during the. Exactly, and this is by the way, this is something you should never do this ever again because it never works. It, it's painful. It's 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 expensive, uh, and. Um, it's 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 really it's horrible doing these these um, these migrations. Um, I mean, we've seen millions of euros and dollars wasted <laughs> in those projects. Now, um, <clears throat> what will be the top pro of 
having microservices? Why, what do you think is the top reason why people should migrate? Uh, is it is it how easier to use or how easy to exchange? Or what will be your take on that? It's it's agility, it's speed. It's just making sure that you know you can react as fast as you can. So if there's a new thing you have to do, like a new business model behind this or a new move by your competitor, you want to be fast, and that's the, the only reason. Because it's it's not really um, saving a lot of money. It's not something that you do because you want to save money. It's basically just to to make sure that you have a structure which allows you to be more agile. Um, I should have mentioned that you're a doctor, and I, I told you before that <laughs> I thought you were a data scientist, <laughs> no. but you actually, you, your philosophy... Uh, My literature, literature, that's... Uh, yeah. And literature as well. So, yeah. so um, you've taken... The approach that you've taken to this is actually from a human nature, right? This is how people react or interact with, with the shop. And obviously nowadays, we all have an extra limb, which is the mobile phone, right? Absolutely. I mean, nobody loses or nobody let the mobile phone uh, go. So how, how do you think the commerce um, and e-commerce is, is moving into the mobile platform? Is it still, is, are, we, are we there yet? Or are we moving forward slowly or how? how? Well, we've, we've, seen, we've seen peak PC usage in 2016. So that was the point where, where the mobile traffic actually was bigger than the, the desktop traffic. And since then, we've seen a huge increase in mobile usage. And I guess you know, Solando is like doing 80% of its um, turnover on, on mobile. So it's really amazing. And um, I mean, it makes sense, especially in the fashion industry. I mean, there was this one person who says, well, you, know, you, you actually carry around your mobile phone. It's close, close to your body as, as it can be, right? It's close to your heart. It's close to you. Um, you, you take it to bed, really. So you know that's that's I, I do. <laughs> you know, people you, you know usually do, and, and that, that, that's that's something. It's very personal device, and it, it becomes more like a personal shopping device. Um, my feeling is that you know in the Western world we're not as far as as the um, as the East as China and Asia in general, um, and that you know for example mobile payment is not really there yet. People are not really used to use their phone um, to pay for stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's we've got some. Uh, uh, we need to, to 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 develop a bit more in this direction, but but for sure it's it's really the idea of having, as you said, like a, another limb. That's that's the that's really important. So um, looking at looking at the environment right now, um, most companies don't think locally anymore. No. Uh, most companies, as soon as they're created, uh, you're already thinking of your global expansion. Mm. Um, even small companies, when they have a small team, a small tech team, even a small marketing team, yeah. or it's just one. And, and it's a CEO, CMO, CTO all together. Um, what are the first steps for them to move into a global expansion? Obviously, uh, e-commerce, e-commerce focus. Mm-hmm. Well, it depends on where, where you start, really. I mean, is it is it really a rookie approach? I mean, if if they are, if they're really, I mean, if it really just the beginning, and I don't know whether budget is is, is an issue at this stage. Yeah. If budget is an issue, I'd really highly recommend um, building a very small use case to get you going. Because most people, um, they tend to over-engineer these things, even at a very early stage. They go like, okay, in five years' time, I'm going I'm to need this and this and this. Therefore, I need a software which is prepared to do this and this in five years. Um, that makes it extra expensive and extra long to implement. Instead, they should be asking themselves, okay, so what, what's the first thing I need? And for most people, it's just a Shopify... I don't know, um, installation or Shopify usage, you know, just pay 30 euros per month and that gets you going. And, you know, you, you, you get wiser on the, on the way, you understand your, 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 your customers better and that is so much more valuable than people think. People, you know, tend to over-engineer their, their, their models and their technology. Yeah. Um, 
One of the questions that we, we usually go through, um, and this sort of to, to close and, 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 <clears throat> and encapsulate all the, all the advice that you're giving, um, what would you recommend a, pod, a good podcast beside, beside yours, of course, <laughs> uh, a good podcast or a good book and where people should, should start building their foundations with? Well, if you are, um, well, um, you should go for exciting commerce. That's the first thing I'd, I'd recommend because the, they are the guys who actually organize the K5 conference. Okay. So that's like the mothership of all podcasts. Um, then there is uh, a custom zone, which is a, a similar business-oriented um, podcast um, series. Where people can find out more about you and your recommendations? Um, so if you just hit, you know, my name into Google, then you'll probably find me. And it's uh, romancena.com. It's just my, my address. And there you find all those, those links and uh, links to my podcasts and, and blog posts and these things. The, the reason why, why we do this podcast as well is because um, there is still a lack of, you know, a technological podcast, if you will. Most people talk about business, um, business aspects, business models mm -hmm. and, and the KPIs. Um, but the, the, the tech aspects are still a bit under the radar. So I really hope to see more of those podcasts as well. Cool. Let's hope, let's hope we'll, we'll generate some sort of environment. And, and, Absolutely. And, yeah. uh, well, I mean, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, no it's been great having to talk. And uh, yeah, well, I mean, we hope we have to have you again. And thank you, everybody, for watching. And thank you. Thank you, Matt. You've been listening to e-commerce talks powered by Divante. Subscribe and review our podcast on iTunes or just visit divante.com slash talks. Thank you for listening. My name is Marcus Bravo and see you in the next episode.